0: It's the week that just won't quit. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre Snap Podcast brought to you by Line Star App, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe P. and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're recapping week five and hot taking week six. Well, we'd like to recap week five, but it's still going on because we got Tuesday night football tonight, which uh, I'm a fan of. Give me football every night. I'm a happy person. But uh, it's been a wacky week. It's uh, certainly a, a terrible week for the Cowboys, for Cowboys fans, and for all my cash game lineups that had Dak Prescott in, it. it was terrible, horrible, no good. That's back-to-back weeks. I'm a mush between Nick Chubb and Dak Prescott, and I just want to crawl into a ball and sob in the corner. Uh, But I can't because I'm here for you, and this is a support group. And uh, from the wagering side, too, we were uh, not great. We were good straight up, not as good this week as we've been in over-unders or against the spread, but that doesn't matter. Nothing matters because all that matters is I finally beat Bogman, in touchdowns and I won somebody some free stuff at Line Star. So thank God I got side. <laughs> that is the one silver line to the cloud of week five, Boggs.
1: Congratulations. Welcome, Joe, to the winner's circle for 2020. Uh <laughs> it is limited and doesn't have very many people in it at all. So uh you know congrats and uh, thank you for joining me here. And if just see the difference was the Pittsburgh game because I had Juju, you had Connor Claypool ends up with four scores. Right. And then Connor gets the last one. So, uh
0: congrats to you big win. Very nicely done. Well, yeah, it's not even a big one, just a win. Let's just say with a win, and that's good. (laughs) At least I'm less of an embarrassment. Well, hey, look, the
1: first win to break the streak
0: is a big win,
1: regardless of how many you win by. So
0: That's true. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so um, look, let's start with the Cowboys thing, because that is the biggest thing here going forward. What does this offense look like with Andy Dalton? The early look at it was Michael Gallup getting a lot of attention, which is interesting, and God knows I don't like to use that word, but I don't know what else to call it, but Interesting. (laughs) And then, of course, you've got, you know, um, look, you've got some people saying that Ezekiel Elliott gets more of a workload, to which I say the workload has been pretty good. And I'm still worried about the defense. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm slightly concerned about CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. I mean, Andy Dalton is not as bad as a lot of other backup quarterback drop off in the league. Yeah. That is for certain, better than probably 75% or more of the league. We well, started like for forty years,
1: off. you know, for Cincinnati. So he he definitely had <laughs> still experience. never
0: won a playoff game in forty. Yeah,
1: years. and neither has Cincinnati in a long, long time. So uh, that that's been uh, that's been kind of nice to to talk about. I think nineteen ninety was their last playoff victory. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the dynamic of the offense probably can't change too much. I the accuracy and the effectiveness, of course, can, but. With the defense playing this bad early in the season, they're going to have to throw the ball. So while I am worried, like you are, about Cooper and Lamb and Gallup and Schultz and you know uh, all of the receivers in Dallas, it can't slip off that much because they're still going to have to play point for point with most teams because their defense can't stop anybody right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a bad situation. I mean, it just really is. And uh it's opening up things for you know the Giants. Like here's the one thing takeaway too. The Cowboys defense is so bad that the Giants put up 30 points and probably should have <laughs> more because of a couple of the trick plays and things that did not go their way, he got called back on penalties and whatnot. So it was a crazy game. Um, just it's a terrible ending there for him to the well,
1: season. Just to preview uh uh next week, Joe, Dallas hosting the Cardinals at home. And I don't know if a team has looked worse than the Cardinals the last three weeks. I think if they were playing anyone, not named the jets this week, they would have lost. And they're two and a half point road favorites in Dallas with Andy Dalton as the QB.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll be an interesting, that's food for thought there over the next couple of days before the wagering show comes out Friday. And we want to remind everybody subscribe to the pre-snap. So, you know, when the shows drop, we have our, uh, obviously the recap show Tuesdays, the DFS preview on Thursday, and then Friday we have the wagering show, but That's food for thought. You know, I kind of like the Cowboys there as home, home dogs. That's, that's an intriguing one because you're right. Arizona's got problems, but from a fantasy side, what's the over under on that one? that has got to be in the fifties, right? Yeah. 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 I'll tell you what, I, a lot of, I'm going right back to the Kyler Murray, Deandre Hopkins. Well, which, which brings us (laughs) to uh, the winning lineup of the week over on FanDuel Uh, Kyler Murray was in the lineup. Uh, I had Kyler Murray, Uh, Mike Davis was in the lineup. I had Mike Davis uh, DeAndre Hopkins was alive. I had DeAndre Hopkins. You see where I'm going here. We had a lot <laughs> yeah. of the same pieces. The problem hey, was, are you a
1: millionaire now? Can no I, some I, was, oh.
0: I think, yeah, I'd be sitting here talking to you? No, actually, I would. I would because you would actually be the first person I want to talk to because I'd be so excited. And then I'd write you <laughs> that check and I'd say, Hey, go get yourself something nice. Uh, yeah. I'm Italian, <laughs> and that's what Italians do. Like, Hey, uh, <laughs> hey uh, go get yourself something nice. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, take this. Take this. Right. God, I want you to have it. I want you to have it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already not believing
1: this fake money that you're giving to me. No, no, no. I want you to have it. I want you to have no,
0: it. No, no. I don't think you do. No, no. I I, I want to do nice things for my friends. I want you to yeah, go take care of a couple of things. That's what I want you <laughs> to do. Uh, but look, the, the difference was Chase Claypool. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, when a guy is 0.5% owned, let me let me say that again for everybody listening, 0.5% owned and scores 39 points, that's going to win you the game. That's it. Yeah, that is going to happen. do quote. it. What makes somebody do this? It's just, you know what, look, Claypool wasn't bereft of, of having any upside in this game. It was just, a, it was one of those, you take a swing, you like the rest of your lineup. And what did this allow him to do? That Chase Claypool, who was pretty inexpensive, I would say, uh, when Chase Claypool is 4900 That allows you to go get Hopkins. You get Kyler Murray. You get Mike Davis. You get all the chalk we talked about last week. You get Travis Kelsey. You had Darren Waller in that lineup, which we talked about, like both those guys just being you know, if you maybe using two tight ends, we even talked about Andrews and Kelsey and Waller and those three guys when wide receiver was a little meh. Um, look, we were also right on the DJ Moore game. We were on Chase Edmonds too. So we crushed from the DFS point last week. I mean, it was kind of yeah. frustrating because the sites went down and you couldn't follow anything. That was frustrating. man. Yeah. yeah, you could not follow anything. And and the reason why we can't look right now is because week six hasn't ended yet technically. So yeah, we don't even yeah. have There's the a game pricing. tonight. There's a game tonight, so we don't have the pricing to even look ahead, but we're still gonna hot take week six anyway. But I mean, going forward, you're Mr. Steeler. What's Chase Claypool's role here? And is it based on Deontay Johnson's health or does it matter now?
1: Now, I think I think he's gonna see an increase role for sure. And this is uh I've been mentioning this on a couple other shows uh earlier this season just to talk about his season long value and stuff. I mean, the Steelers love him. Uh, they've had him involved in a bunch of different stuff. They love his effort. I mean, he loves playing special teams as well. And I think James Washington has gotten better this year, but it just kind of doesn't matter because Claypool's so good. And he proved that this week. I think it's going to be a lot of Juju and Claypool and Deontay. And it's probably going to be, you know, it's probably going to be annoying and tough to pick which one uh, moving forward from week to week, but I would ride the Claypool wave as it stands right now. So. I, w- I would move him. I-, I would take him moving forward. And he also led in snaps a couple weeks ago. So there's a little foreshadowing of this, but of course, no one could have thought of four touchdowns. Um, no, no. And, and they and, and won't
0: again. You want to you, uh, here you no. ready? Um, Fun. Uh, you want to do a trivia question? You want me to give you a uh, multiple choice? You want a trivia question? Yeah. You ready? All you ready? right, let's hear it. All right. Who was the last rookie to score four touchdowns from scrimmage in a game? Was it A, Doug Martin? Was it B, Reggie Bush? Or was it C, Alfred Morris? Well, I know it definitely was not
1: Reggie Bush, and I don't think it was Alfred Morris, and you told me this yesterday, so
0: I'll say it's Doug Martin. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to play along. I know we did it <laughs> in the black, but- I thought you, you forgot see, that you like, told me. You know what? Here's the reason. Right <laughs> no, no. Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush did do it, actually. Did he really? He just wasn't the last one. So how about that? See, one. you learned something today, son. See now How
1: many Reggie? bush touchdowns were there in
0: his rookie four. year not many right or in that one game that was it <laughs> you're not serious i don't know but I, you can okay. go back and look while we're pulling this up but there weren't a lot but he had four. yeah, yeah. i was like so, no
1: way hold on okay maybe, so he had six know. rushing touchdowns and uh let's see, two receiving touchdowns so 50 percent of his touchdowns were they in were yeah. that game
0: yeah yeah pretty good not bad not a bad day's work for a season but uh Alas, that's, uh, that's where we are. And, uh, look, you know, in, in terms of the overs and unders, obviously a little bit different this week. Um, not as much success as the last few, but, look, this is what it is. It's a long season, so we take our week. It was a very weird week. Um, this felt
1: like week one this week.
0: Well, here's the thing. When you had the Cleveland upset, you had the mind-blowing Miami upset of San Fran. I mean, nobody had that. So that that those kind of things, when you have upsets like that across the board, look. The good news is we were on Carolina, we got that right. Yeah. Um, the you were on Houston, we got that right. Uh-huh. Um, and and then of course you had the massive upset of, of KC. When you have three massive upsets, <laughs> like yeah. like that, there's there's no way your record is going to look good from a wagering standpoint. It's just not going to happen. So yeah. going forward, this is just a, a lesson to be learned. Nothing is safe. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. Yeah. Be careful. That's all.
1: And any given Thursday, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Thursday night game, but the Bears beat the Bucks, and nobody had that either. So, uh, just a, a crazy, weird week filled with uh, injuries and upsets and uh, good performances from players you didn't expect.
0: No, it look it was a crazy week of upsets, crazy week with the injuries, and then of course, you get the Dalvin Cook injury on Sunday night too. So. You know what's great about DFS is you can go all in on Madison this week if you want to, and um, I'm sure a lot of people will. And I don't think it's going to be wrong. I'd love to tell you how much he costs, but I can't do that right mm-hmm. now. I'm
1: real interested to see that price too, because that's against the Falcons' defense.
0: I'm gonna, gonna say I'm gonna say it is 6200 on Fanduel. That's what I'm gonna say, and 65 on DK.
1: That'll make
0: him pretty chalky. I mean, that's that's my guess. We'll see if I'm right in the next 24 hours. I think 62. Because here's the thing: it's like I don't know if they're going to adjust. See, here, this is the things are very tricky right now because <laughs> normally you wouldn't have this extra day. So I don't know, and nobody knows if they're adjusting things on the fly or if they're just going to run which what was set going in, where they just release it automatically because now they have more time to make adjustments. Now, if they make adjustments, and he's 72, I think he'll still be chalky. <laughs> personally yeah. I mean, he's getting the Falcons <laughs> this week okay yeah so, yeah well, let's start hot taking there Let, let's let's start this can we can we right is it the Falcons are getting I mean or yeah. I, am I wrong on this no they, they're getting the Falcons and they're at home against the freaking Falcons defense Madison in play Thielen in play Kirk Cousins in play everybody's in play Dan Quinn's not playing though because he uh he was asked to leave he was asked to leave the room and not come back so, will the Falcons respond to get a W the way Houston did, uh, Boggs, or do you think this is just uh, over before it starts again?
1: I mean, the definitely could get this game because if there's a team that likes to play up or down to their opponent more than the Vikings, I don't know who it is. So, uh, I think that the Vikings at home, though, even without Dalvin Cook, they hung with Seattle this week. Um, their defense isn't as good as we probably thought it was, but the Falcons is terrible. Um, Julio still going to be questionable for this game i think we see a lot of points and um i i think i think the vikings are going to get that one i i i can't i'm not going to put uh my so more of my houston uh confidence was that jacksonville
0: had been bad since week one
1: and that well i will going. say this
0: the, the the vikings are three and a half point favorites right now uh, I I can, I can see the Falcons covering, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> like picking an outright winner for this game is tricky, but I, I can see, I can see the Falcons cover. you know, it's that first game where I look, it was the coach the whole time. It wasn't our fault, but that only yeah. lasts like a week, you know, and, I like and look, how Joe's like, let's start with the hardest
1: game of next week. Although
0: let's talk about it. Calvin Ridley, by the way, leading the league in uh, receptions of over 20 yards. That is an impressive stat there. And doing it without Julio. Todd Gurley looked better. Um, and by the way, you know, also talking about, you know, what Houston looked like too. Houston all of a sudden got Brandon Cooks involved last week. So things that didn't happen, maybe Hayden Hurst can finally, maybe, maybe someone will see Hayden Hurst in the end zone and realize he's open, wide wow. open. That was wide such a open. Throw. I'll tell you what, I'd go back to that well this week. Yeah. Should, I, got, I mean, there's got to be some overcompensation there <laughs> where that guy's wide <laughs> open twice and nobody sees him. I mean, come on now. You got to figure that out. But look, Brandon Cooks for the Houston Texans hadn't been used at all. He had more yards in that one game than he's had all season. It was a huge game for him. The Texans still not very good either, but they finally got their first turnover by the way, which is also staggering. You go five weeks without turnover. And it was James
1: Robinson just give away. I mean, come on.
0: (laughs) He really just like, here. do you like football? I like football. I I mean, the only
1: way that gets more of a gift is if you put a bow on it, that was ridiculous pretty much.
0: Uh all right. So uh, does this one get any easier? Chiefs at Bills. Let's start there. Thursday night football. You what do you think of that one? Cuz we're not going to Well, cover that it.
1: one's moving to Monday night football now.
0: Oh, that's so right. Oh god. This schedule. I swear to god. I'm like Austin Powers in the third movie when he's trying to figure out time travel. <laughs> like I totally gone cross-eyed. He's like, but what do you mean, Basil? If you turn around and all, and if I go back to nineteen seventy-five and then all of a sudden the Dolphins are not playing the Jets, oh my God, I've gone cross-eyed. I can't keep <laughs> up with it at all. It's very difficult. Um, but so this one's going to Monday. Then we got Texans Titans on Sunday. So let, let's go with Texans Titans here. I mean, this is tough because we don't know what the Titans are going to be tonight. We'll see if the layoff is good for them, if the layoff is bad for them, if they're the new Marlins, if they're going to come by and just make the playoffs, it'd be awesome. <laughs> like I have no idea what's going on with the Titans. But what do you think you're going to get out of the Texans here after the post-firing now they go on the road?
1: I, I think you're going to see a lot of David Johnson, even though Romeo Cornell came out today and said that uh, they want to get Duke Johnson more involved. I, I, think, I think that this anytime you have a new coach take over, and that coach is defense-oriented, which, uh, you know, Romeo Cornell is, and it has been for a long time. And we may see this a little bit with Raheem Morris taking over in Atlanta, too. Their focus usually is to run the ball and play better defense. And, uh, you know, Houston definitely did that. I think uh, David Johnson had 17 carries. I don't know if you should be giving him that many carries every single game because he does have that horrible injury pass, but – I mean, look, the Titans are rolling before this COVID stoppage. So uh, I think I, I, depending on what they look like tonight, I'm probably still going to be in on them. And uh, I don't think I can take Houston uh, as it stands right now. So uh, I do think Cooks, uh, you know, may be the number one, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see that turn a little bit. So it makes taking Texans real tough right now.
0: Yeah. The Texans are just like, we keep talking about it. Like Watson looks good after that. It's like, eh, I don't know what to do. Uh, The Ravens and the Eagles, you know, Lamar Jackson's only the eighth ranked fantasy quarterback right now. He kind of needs a big game. And I'll tell you what, Fulgham had a good game for the Eagles again, but Carson Wentz is leading the league in interceptions with nine. So, you know, I just the Eagles are keep turning the ball over. Miles Sanders looked great, uh, you know, in that big run he had, but that's Miles Sanders, right? He has that one or two big runs that makes it for a good day. But I mean, I don't know. I think I would take the Ravens defense this week going forward against the Eagles. I mean, with the way Carson Wentz is just giving the ball away, it's hard not to.
1: Yeah, I mean, they played a little bit better this week. You know, obviously, I watched a ton of that game. That was uh, I'm a Steelers fan. So I was very invested in that one. Uh, so the the offense kind of clicked late. And, and I think uh, we'll see a little bit more of that. Just, you know, passing the ball to the big guy downfield. Uh, in Fulgham, just made a lot of sense. I mean, you know, this is why the Steelers get beat by Chris Hogan every single year, Joe, in the AFC Championship, is because they just didn't adjust for an entire drive. And Fulgham had six, seven catches of his ten on that drive and scored the touchdown there. And then they had to put Hayden on him and five, eight Mike Hilton on him. So, um, you know, I I think that the Ravens are, you know, they have, they first of all they have really good, um cornerbacks but they're also going to adjust better. So I think you're right. This is probably a start the Ravens defense. And it seems like you just to...
0: talked yourself into the same thing I just said 10 minutes ago.
1: Uh maybe a little I bit. Like, I, 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 think I, think do, I do I, I do think it. that Carson oh, Wentz right. is playing get
0: better. <laughs>
1: but but Baltimore, I mean just that line is so bad. And they lost another guy uh, better this from week it is terrible
0: is only mediocre. Right, <laughs> like, right. You know like you know like yeah they're playing better you know it's like but it's still terrible it's still not good yeah, very um, true all right now here's a fascinating one the Browns and Steelers here we go so uh I, I know for you historically this is the game where you kind of put your feet up and you kind of you know get a nice cold one and sit and relax and enjoy the onslaught but you're <laughs> a little scared this week you're a little worried because the defense playing pretty good they're You know, they're giving Baker Mayfield a lot of clean pockets there. This is a big game here. The Browns already went on the road and, and beat the Cowboys. I'm not saying the, I like the Browns in this game, but I'm saying, I don't think you could feel like as comfortable as you used to with this game. If you're a Steelers fan.
1: No, no. The only reason the Steelers are probably going to be favored is because Baker is very questionable. I mean, he said he's going to play and you got to take him at his word. He, He is a tough guy. As much as I don't really like him, he he's, he's definitely a tough guy and you can't take that away from him. Um, but I, I think that um, if the Steelers can handle Miles Garrett, which no one has been able to, but if they can just, you know, let him only get two well, sacks and, in this game,
0: know, is there, uh, Mason Rudolph going to show up so he can pound him with what's left of his helmet. Like uh. this is this is a big day for Mister Garrett to kind of get yeah. even yeah, a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, Ru- Rudolph may call in sick in this game. I don't <laughs> know, but uh, the uh, yeah the. There's a lot of young guys starting on the O-line for the Steelers right now, too. So uh, David DeCastro went down in this game. So the the right side of the line is Chooks and uh, Kevin Dotson, the rookie. So uh, I'm not uh, I'm not real thrilled about this, but I think that's going to mean more running from the Steelers, more short throws, all of that stuff. And I think from the Browns, if you have Case Keenum playing, you're going to see a lot of the same. It's going to be a lot of Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. So I think for sure... That's a game right now that I would take. I think the over is over 50. Yeah, it's 51. Take the under on that. That, that seems kind of obvious to me right now.
0: All right. Uh, Bengals only could muster up three points against the Ravens this past week. Now they get the Colts. Another good defense. are on the road. But, you know, the Colts' ineffectiveness on offense is really leading to them to bad things. They're leading them to losses. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's just it's terrible. I just went back to look at the game logs of Jacoby Brissett. He had six two touchdown games last year. You know how many um, Philip Rivers has so far? Zero. Uh, he had five games. Uh, but later. how many
1: two interception games does Philip Rivers have? A uh, bunch, right?
0: <laughs> more than one. Uh, <laughs> let's put it that way. He also had uh, five 250 or more passing yard games. And uh, so far, five weeks into the season, Philip Rivers has one. So I put this to you. If the Colts struggle here in the first half, is it time to go to Jacoby Brissett? I mean, they said they're not going to. I know they said they're not. I'm not asking them. I'm asking you. Well, look,
1: Rivers should not have issues in this game. And they should run the ball a bunch, too, because if you just saw what kind of the blueprint was from Baltimore to only get Joe Burrow to score three points, I mean, it's a play really hard nose defense against him i'm i'm like afraid of joe burrow making it through the season man like that offensive line has a lot and he you know he's a rookie so he holds on to the ball a little bit much as well so uh i don't know i I think the colts do win this one but you never know that the spread is already fairly big i think it's at eight points already so uh yeah it's at uh, the colts by eight i don't think i trust philip rivers to win a game by eight right now the way he's playing so i'll probably take the the Bengals in, in this game but um i'm not uh i'm not confident in ty hilton i have no confidence there i don't know why they won't just give the ball to taylor 30 well, times that's the, what they, they should do well, this game
0: they're giving it to him 20 but the thing the problem is this bogs w- this is what i see with the indianapolis offense they can't move the chains and they can't make big third down. They can't do those things that get him more of the, the 30 catches the touches you're talking about. It's like they're, they're inept. And unless they start giving the ball every single time, then you become very predictable. So they're kind of in a weird catch 22. And, and I know, you know, the Pittman injury hurt them. And I understand that 27th maybe-
1: in converting third down. So you're absolutely right about that. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh <laughs> 29th for the Bengals, so not much better there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? But you know Joe Burrow can make a play, and and if he has to in this game, you know that that's going to be a fascinating one. We get like, what's the line on this one? Is there an early one on that one? Do we get the
1: Colts? Yeah, that one one
0: is uh, the Colts by eight. Oh, give me the Bengals in that one too. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's way too much. I mean, no, no way.
1: Let Let me hold on one second because the Colts first in total yards on defense, first in passing yards third rushing yards, second in points at defense has been playing very, very well this season. Even, even with Philip Rivers looking, uh, you know, I guess sketchy, but, you know, looking at who they have played, uh, it's Jacksonville, Minnesota is the toughest game, but they held Minnesota at 11 points. Yeah. They the held Jets, the Bears
0: offense, which is terrible.
1: The Bears and Cleveland. So they haven't played a, I don't know. Is this, Is Joe Burrow the best quarterback they're going to play this year? It's Minshew, Cousins, uh, Darnold, and (laughs) Falls in Mayfield.
0: It's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Speaking of the Jaguars, they're going to be at home against the Lions this week. Um, So Lions coming off a bye. So we'll be back on Kenny Galladay in this game. Uh, Shark left that last game with an injury. James Robinson was disappointing again this week. You know, I know besides the big fumble too, like this guy started off like a house of fire first four weeks in the last – you know, week and a half or, or I should say first three weeks in the last two weeks are kind of falling backwards. So I don't know if it's about getting him the football more. Chenault's been good too. Cole's had some moments in this offense, Minshew through for 300 yards. So, you know, the lions, I never trust them anywhere. They're going to have a lead in this game and blow it. Cause that's what the lions do. Um, any other <laughs> thoughts on this one? Hot take.
1: Um, I just said, uh, I'm really excited to get Kenny Galladay back in my lineups. So, uh, you know, and, and interested to see how this running game pans out for Detroit, but yeah, I. Do you trust this game to hit the over? This Mm, is a... What's the number? 54?
0: Uh,
1: 54 and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I think this is an over, too. I do. I I really do.
1: Jaguars' offense has been inept. Minshew's been real bad. And Stafford hasn't looked like himself quite yet either. So I don't know. I think I'm going to take the
0: under in that game.
1: But like you've said, I've learned nothing. So. But the,
0: inepti- well, the ineptitude leads to turnovers, though. And turnovers leads to points sometimes. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's sometimes the ineptitude just shows up in weird places, you know. And I mm-hmm. think that's the thing to take away. Uh, Bears and Panthers. This will be fascinating because you get the Panthers on a win streak. <clears throat> that's right. It was that three in a row, right, for the Panthers? Yeah, no, three, three in a and row two. for the Panthers against the Bears and Bears defense is good not not great not as good as they were a couple years ago that's for sure but Panthers looking good DJ Moore looking good Mike Davis looking good um are you can continue to go here with the Panthers despite this matchup here where maybe it gets a little bit tougher for them or you think no Panthers have found something here and there's Mike Davis and company are still worth the look
1: no I I I don't I don't like Taking the panthers in this game very much at all i think you saw you know T- uh, chicago just beat up tampa they're gonna have longer rest coming into this game as well you see khalil Mack pinning his ears back right now and did, did you see the the uh, meme that somebody i think maybe nfl memes made but it was uh khalil Mack standing over tom brady and then they had the bear standing over leonardo dicaprio and the revenant like, <laughs> like that. it it looked exactly the same and uh uh I, the was Bears Brady defense four downs was he had the four fingers up or... <laughs> no no but Leo was surprisingly um, <laughs> but uh no I I think I if I had to pick a side I'm going to take the Bears defense in this game and I think what Matt Rule's doing with Carolina is amazing and surprisingly they've won these three games after McCaffrey went out of course but uh I think I gotta go with Chicago and that hard-nosed defense in this one
0: all right, the Giants and Washington. Uh, this is a turd. I don't want to go near it. this game. Uh, Jets, Chargers. Now, Herbert, man, look, you know, he's he's tied with Burrow right now in odds for rookie of the year. Just let that say. Hilaire is a 5-1, to one, and him and Burrow are 2-1 to one right now.
1: Um, you know, it's funny that, you know, Justin Herbert coming into the draft, everyone talked about how he's soft-spoken and he doesn't have great confidence. Like, that was the thing that scouts and evaluators and people didn't like about him because the physical tools are there. We saw him in the Rose ball run for a million yards and, uh, you know, really use his legs to play. He's always had this rocket arm. You saw that in the Keenan Allen pass last night. He even throws well from a weird base. He had some weird mechanics going on last night where his legs were, you know, next to each other and spread out wide instead of driving the ball. But he
0: just, like, oh, he's played great. I mean, let's is, be he's honest. Been let's really he's been terrific. Played. And he's playing against the jets. And I'll tell you what, this is the first time all year where, you know, because of the schedule and because of what's going on, I feel really good about starting him against the jets. Now. Yeah. Mike Williams had a good game. I would make that pairing, especially with Eckler out. Uh, and and Keenan also,
1: Allen might be out. Yeah.
0: Back well, see, that's the whole thing. It's like, well, what's Keenan Allen's injury? How bad is it? Backs are always tricky. Then it's never yeah. a good thing. But you know regardless at least you saw a great deal out of mike williams if the jets don't have an, a defensive answer for mike williams for sure herbert and williams are going to be on my radar this week and i imagine herbert's going to be in that seven you know 75k range or something a quarterback in this matchup that's a good match that's a good price if he's like 72 like like last week the way bridgewater was or 71 oh, oh yes definitely. <laughs> the guys throwing up 300 spots every chance to get speaking of 300 how about them Dolphins? Oh, man. Preston Williams, my boy, had a big game. Uh, the Broncos didn't have any game yeah, <laughs> because they played the Patriots mm-hmm. uh, or didn't play the Patriots, I guess, is a better way to say it. Um, but, look, you know, I, I don't know. Does lightning strike twice here? Did the Dolphins get on track here and does it continue or does everything stop in mile high?
1: Um, I, I don't have, I wouldn't say that I have a ton of confidence in the Dolphins. I think what they did against San Francisco was very impressive, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is very Jekyll and Hyde. We've seen him play great on Thursday night football against the Jaguars and this game against the Niners, but the game against Seattle, where we're all, you know, uh, chomping at the bit to get him into our lineups and stack him because Seattle's pass defense was terrible and, uh, Miami has to pass the ball and all that stuff. And it didn't work. So I'm not going to say that the Dolphins are trustable by any stretch of the imagination here. So I, I do like that uh, Drew Locke should be back here. We're thinking for the Broncos this week. So I do really like that for their offense moving forward. Hopefully Philip Lindsay can get back in there as well. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'm more excited about the Broncos side than I am the Dolphins side.
0: Gordon, I got some love for this week against the Dolphins too. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Especially. That's, if he's, yeah, he's like a low key flex guy. I feel like this week, Gordon.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you know, he wasn't that fan. The running game wasn't great against the jets. He had to Mm -hmm. have that big touchdown run at the end of the game to kind of salvage that. But he also, you know, works in the pass game as well. So uh, I like him if Lindsay is out for sure. But if Lindsay is questionable or, uh, you know, a game time decision, any of that stuff, I think I might
0: stay away. All right. uh, Bucks and Packers. This is the marquee game of the week for sure. Uh, Bucks Packers is. Um, look, here's the thing
1: flex this one to Sunday night and not uh, have the Rams play the Niners. Come on,
0: we would love to. I mean, the, the, the what's a bummer is that I don't get to play Kyler Murray in the main slate against the Cowboys this week. Kyler so, Kyler Kyler Murray. Oh my god, but anyway, here here's a point I want to make. You know, the Bucks defense, I always say every week against the runs are really good, it's really good, it's really good, but but running backs who catch the ball. And we saw David Montgomery catch the ball a lot on them Thursday. I will say this, Aaron Jones. And by the way, the running backs catch the ball out of the backfield, a second most in the NFL for the, um, for the Packers. And with some injuries to that wide receiver core, I think that trend is going to continue. So normally people will see Jones, they'll see these numbers, they'll see the opponent rank, which is, you know, a a very easy piece of data and go, Oh, I don't want to start Aaron Jones. I think I'm going to be on Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be my favorite contrarian player of the week against the Bucks. I really do. I think this is a, a game where they're going to lean on him heavily. It's on the road, and they're going to get him the football in, you know, in space in terms of, you know, catching the football and reception. So I like it was the almost reception.
1: like. It was almost like they used that third quarter against the Falcons because they were up so much uh two weeks ago, the Packers, that they're just like, you know what, let's try some of these uh RB passing plays. Uh ahead of our Fox. Well, game in
0: all fairness, they week. had to. Adams out, Lazard out. I think they were also out of out of option. I mean, Robert Tonney had three touchdowns, so Yeah,
1: yeah. very, very true. But I mean, I'm just I'm just saying like the Falcons are so bad that the uh the Packers kind of were able to install their uh, two weeks away game plan against them in the third quarter, just to see if it was going to start working, you know, but uh, I, I, this game is going to be a hard one to pick for sure. I don't know which side of the fence I'm going to land on because you never want pissed off Tom Brady, right. Uh, with extra rest coming into this game, but the Packers have extra rest too. Uh, yeah, I was going to say they're, saying, coming, they're off coming off, the off a
0: high. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think I want a line on this might game. Be I,
1: back. Uh, it, right it, now it is. I the Packers, Packers by
0: one two. And a half. Ooh, Packers by two, mm. two and a half. Excuse me, fifty-four. You know what? I, I I think I'm going to pick the Packers to win this game for sure. I, I, I whether or not. Wow, that, that's going to be. This is another one. Food for thought. We got to really, you know, marinate on this one too. I, I think the Packers have played really well, but this is more of a test, I think, for them. Uh, and like you said, the Bucks coming off a, a tough loss here, there's going to be uh, some grudge. What do you think of Ronald Jones in this game too against the Pack?
1: Yeah. You know what? He's looked great. Uh, I mean, yeah. look, I'm the biggest Leonard Fournette stand there is and all that stuff. And maybe he'll be back in this game. But uh, Ronald Jones has really earned it the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he played well uh, against Chicago. And that's that's a tall task. So uh, I like that. We're finally starting to see USC Ronald Jones translate to the NFL. It's been a long time in the making, but it seems like it's starting to click for him. So yeah. And
0: it's at the, it's at the cost of all of our Leonard Fournette shares, but still nonetheless, I like clarity. Clarity is good. It helps all of us. And I wish I had traded Leonard Fournette after week two, but uh, (laughs) here we are. Here we are. All right. uh, Sunday night football. We got the Rams going with the 49ers and 49ers are up against it, man. They've got the Rams. uh, Who've looked better of late. They also then play the, uh, was it the Seahawks and the Patriots the next two weeks after that game, that loss against Miami, that's going to haunt them. I think it's going to haunt their dreams. The losing to the Eagles at home and Miami at home and back-to-back weeks, that is brutal, dude. That is absolutely brutal.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, – the Niners just look like – I. you talked about the Super Bowl hangover coming into this season and everything. and You know, uh, I, I wasn't so on board with that, but they look like hammered dog-ass right now, <laughs> the, the Niners. They got nothing on offense outside of Mostert. They got nothing on defense, especially in the secondary there's, they have, they're playing through too many injuries right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't, he probably wasn't healthy enough to be out there. So I don't know if Garoppolo is going to start or if it's going to be Bethard this week. And uh, I think this is the Rams easy, um, I think the guys to start here are probably Cup and Woods and maybe Goff. I don't want to mess with that running back situation Well, look, and luckily
0: it's not something we have to worry about it not being on the main slate. So if you're playing right. Sunday Monday, you can – Look, sun, you know, this is one of the first times um, in a while where I'm really excited about maybe a Sunday Monday because you got Cardinals, Cowboys, Rams, 49ers. I think that's a duo of games we can get involved with. And I, I,
1: Bills, I, Chiefs. Yeah, it, and Bill's we're going to throw right. that one in there on Monday yeah, what, that's well. going
0: to be a fun slate we'll, we'll break that all down for you on Thursday so make sure you subscribe to the pod and go get that LineStar app and upgrade to the premium products you can get on board with us here over at the LineStar app uh, in the meantime you can follow us on Twitter at LineStar app at LineStar NFL you can follow us at Bogman Sports at Joe Pizza P's PS17 that'll do it for us there's nothing left to do now except down set You've been listening to the Pre Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.